Jeremy, what do you have today? I have, I don't even remember, Dr. Chelsea and the Neely protests. BLM, (laughs) 6.7. You have technical difficulties today is what you have, and I don't have time for this episode. Okay, people, let's begin. Get up, everybody! Get up! Are you ready to be baited? I hope not, (laughs) because this is going to be a very abridged version of the Truth Bait Podcast. (laughs) We're having technical difficulties today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm documentary filmmaker, podcaster, Andrew Marcus. With me always as we attempt to deconstruct America's propaganda war and reconstruct America's cultural narrative in our image is documentary filmmaker, podcaster, the one and only, the technically challenged rebel pundit, Jeremy Siegel. I've never been in more dire need of a real producer than today. What was that? What was that? I said I've never been in more dire need of a real producer <laughs> than today. <laughs> Your citizen producer is not uh, not working for you today. Jeremy, you're having all sorts the, the of thing- technical problems at, that ate up most of our record time for this episode. An hour, yeah, we started an hour and 22 minutes ago. <laughs> And I am, believe me, you think I've sounded like sort of blah or in a bad mood in previous episodes? I I might be over the top today. Look, there's no way for me to record a real episode today now. Uh, We're going to have to do something different with this, with the, the little time I have left. I have about... About 25 minutes left <laughs> before I have to go. I didn't know that was going to happen. I <laughs> no, didn't know that was going to happen. Okay. No, we should it, have done it later tonight. It it happens. My problem is I'm not going to be around later tonight until about 10 o'clock. So even oh, if we I'll record, we're not getting it done. La La Land. Yeah, exactly. So I can record tomorrow morning. Can you record tomorrow morning? Uh, I guess I'll have to. I don't. Um, or just episode 24 can be really short. There's no way that we can give anything of value. It will only be a disappointment. If you can record tomorrow, I can record tomorrow. So episode, I guess, well, episode 24 is going to be very short, but because uh, this will be episode 24 no matter what, but uh, tomorrow can be episode 25 and it can be something substantial. No, Friday's episode 25. It's huge. We're going to have a party <laughs> for our 25th episode. Yeah, I've been planning it all week. A 25th anniversary? 25th episode party. I was reading online that uh, 80% of podcasts don't make it beyond episode 10. We are now better, well, we have been better, more successful than 
80% of all podcasts ever. Let's define success. I mean, <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> so I'm thinking 20, 25, we need to have a so, big celebration. You could have $25 popcorn in your studio and I could have $25 popcorn in mine. We could listen to music. Uh, Jeremy, we almost didn't have today's episode. That's how that, that's how it happens. That's how podcasts get taken out. But here we are. Whatever this episode well, we ends up something. being, here we are. We have to play. We yeah, have no, to play I think tomorrow something. is the 25th episode. That's the anniversary episode. Friday is 26. I think that's the only way. No, we can't. You can't do it that way because the show goes, the show, that would be like a pop-up. Yeah, but the pop-up like had pop an actual up number episode two. number. Well, that's true, but you can't make the big celebration episode a pop-up from a pop-up episode. Or you can, I guess. There's no real rules. What did you have for today? What do you have for tomorrow, Jeremy? Well, I have, I mean, my stuff's really short today, so we could actually do it. What do you have? What is um, it? I've got uh, Dr. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> Oh, she's, she's oh, that's right. She's got the vaccine push she's doing for all the children of the world. Yeah, she's an expert. Did you hear what she said? No, but was she wearing a blue dress when she said it? I didn't even look. I don't like to look at her. <laughs> well, I get, I get, most of America I does not like looking like at her. <laughs> no, there's been as much work has been done. It's been of little benefit. And that was mean of me to say, but it's personality I don't like, really. Oh, yeah. I could care less what she looks like. Right. She's not a nice person. No, but she's, look, so, I, I don't know that it's nice or not nice to empiric, empirically notice that some people are incredibly beautiful and some people are not. Thought you had a technical difficulty there. I did. I was mentally trying to find a way to say it, <laughs> and I just gave, I gave up. <laughs> I just said she's not. I don't know. I, I you know, it's, I'm sure that it has made her a stronger person for having to you know deal with that in the public eye. I don't envy her having to be that unattractive in the public eye. Did you hear what she said? <laughs> no. This this is what happens when the whole show falls apart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, let's play it. Let's play it. Go for it. And see, okay. I do think, though, you know, when you ask about the role of public-private partnerships kind of uh, after the last few years. By the way, everybody, share the show. Share the show. Okay? It's been working. All right, now I'm going back. I think we spend so much time, understandably, uh, focused on the mRNA vaccines and technologies. I spend a lot of time thinking about um, the really... Uh, unfortunate to try to use a not uh, too judgmental word, um, kind of rise in not only kind of vaccine hesitancy and questioning, but outright kind of um, rejection of vaccines and of kind of science and the scientific kind of process and also 
too often on our scientists, our epidemiologists, our frontline healthcare workers. And so I do think um, we need to have a much more robust conversation um, and sense of urgency uh, because I think we are less prepared today than we were arguably um, in January of 2020, partly because of the kind of um, lack of, of trust and confidence in uh, in not only our scientists, um, but in, in science itself, um, and certainly in the public health professionals. She's starting to get a vocal fry. We, she sounds a lot like mommy. Yeah, but she's getting that, you know, every 14th word or so, where she let you know what I'm talking about. We're still not talking so about like her content, some, though. Her content, she so sounds sorry. like she wants an event 202. That would be helpful. That would be helpful for them to uh, put a good crisis to use. Listen to this. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also need when she says this, did, was that she sped sort up? Of snickers. Was that no, sped up? She's she, talking that fast. No. Yep, she picked it up a notch. But 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 what happened was she said something that made sense, right? To normal people, like we should stop having, you know, public sector have so much control or, you know, power over declaring these emergencies, right? Like basically saying they went too far or recognizing that we all recognize they went too far. But when she says that, she she like laughs. You could see her smiling. She's oh, like, I know I'm wow. Play something. that again. She, yeah, she's like, I know I'm saying something here for you that I'm not supposed to say, but people are going to like that I said it, so... Stripping away public health emergency powers from... Stripping away public health emergency powers. Here we go. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also Did you hear Wait, that? Wait, What? Wait, she said stop stripping away. Play that stop again. Stop stripping away. Let me try to get back to it. The public agencies taking away power from public health organizations? Is that what she said? It's itself. Um, and. Uh, in not only our scientists, um, but in, in science itself, um, and certainly in the public health professionals. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. Okay, what? The public sector <laughs> needs to stop stripping away powers from public health agencies? So she's just talking about what state versus federal. I think that's what she's describing there. Okay, so she's not talking about public uh, controls, government controls being reduced for the next time. She's just talking about which part of the government should have the uh, the total control to ruin our lives. Yeah. Well, we Chelsea to the rescue. Yeah, here she comes on the private sector. ...sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also need the private sector to help candidly like do... So she's saying stop stripping away powers from state 
health agencies. So she's <laughs> saying stop the bigger government from telling the little government what to do, right? That's what she's saying. That's why she was snickering and sort of laughing. Okay. Because that goes against their typical argument, right? Yes. She so she's basically saying right there allow state authority to have state authority, which is counter to their normal argument and she says it she's got this laugh on her face like okay just bear with me i'm just kidding i don't really mean this or something she kind of laughs as she says it because you know you don't expect she's not expected to say something like that then she moves into private sector do a better job of helping explain kind of the science um, that you are already commercializing and bringing to market, but also what you're working on and and help us kind of in the broader conversation um, not be uncomfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty. Um, and so I do. What? Not, not be uncomfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty. She has Kamala's speechwriter. <laughs> <laughs> that was a total Kamala line. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot here to sort of listen to and try to decipher what she's saying. Oh, do we have um, to? <laughs> I'm not what, sure she Why does she want to jab what the she's... children? What is going on here? Right? So listen to this. Do you think we need really good ideas for how best to do that? Um, because we all deserve to hopefully not be as unprepared as I worry we are um, at yeah. the moment. And the last thing I'll say is... Uh, a new effort that we're a part of uh, is the new initiative launched by the World Health Organization last week to try to catch kids up on their routine immunizations. In 2021 alone, more than 25 million kids under the age of one missed at least one routine immunization. And so we're working with WHO and the Gates Foundation and others uh, to hopefully have the largest uh, kind of childhood immunization effort ever over the next 18 months to catch as many kids up as possible, um, because no one should die of polio or measles or pneumonia, including in this country where we also need people to be vaccinating their kids. I know what this is. Hello? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is about them, the Clintons, the probably the global Clinton initiative grabbing cash from the federal government to inoculate all of the illegals coming and streaming over the border. Because they're all going to have to be inoculated. There are going to be programs put into place to inoculate all of these people. And they're just getting in front of it. It's a money grab. That makes sense. I could see that. And then I bet they register everybody when they're <laughs> when they're jabbing them. But she was definitely trying to trigger people there at the end. You know, like, this is in including our country. No one should have to die from polio and measles and whatever. That's the giveaway. Who's dying from polio and measles? Oh, people will be in this country. People who, the, the illegals who are not inoculated, who are streaming over the border. Some of them are going to die here. Some of them are going to ever have other diseases. Have you ever known anybody that has died from polio in your life? No. How old are you? But Mr. I'm also Marcus? I don't I don't live in a in in Central America. Right. But in this country. 
Yeah, but Jeremy, the demographics of this country uh, are rapidly shifting to a group of people who are not inoculated. We're about to have a massive uh, uh, ingesting of a giant uninoculated population. Unless I'm just being bigoted and assuming that these people, because they are fleeing their... (laughs) Sorry, they're... (laughs) I'll believe that one time <laughs> six eighteen. Uh, well, I they're guess we're both their in conditions. a great mood today. <laughs> uh, so you know, perhaps they are. You know, maybe they're already inoculated, and the conditions aren't as bad as as they are in my mind. From the conditions, they must be fleeing to be coming here as refugees. Uh, so it must be part of the push, though, to get. Because it's it's not a it, I think you're right. It's probably about money. They get is it going to be the COVID have, vaccine gonna, in addition, or the COVID treatment, the COVID shot? I don't know. They put they put it on the schedule, but this uh, seems like that one's not going to fly with forcing people to get it. But then oh, you've got, but these, I think this is going to be the price of admission here. for these people. That'll be the price of admission, for right? That they're going to have to get right. green card. Or they're going to get all their shots. They're going to get all their shots, which oh, is the going to help them to. It's going to make a lot of money. The government's yeah. going to pay for it. I remember when when uh, I remember when my daughter they wanted to give her a Hep B shot when she was I don't know six months old or something like that, and I asked the doctor how does she get Hep B, and he says from you know. Uh, sexual contact or uh, IV drug use. And I'm like, she's six months old. How's she going to, he's like, well, yeah, it's pretty unlikely, but it's pretty unlikely. Well, I would maybe through a transfusion, Right, if you as long as I keep her out of Biden's white house, it's unlikely. Uh, so I mean, it's like so. I, I I I'm like he's like in you know, but but hepatitis B can cause liver cancer, and you don't want her to get liver cancer, do you? And I'm like, yes, but again, I just asked, how does she get it? And you just told me two ways that are just I think aren't going to happen. So I said, how much is it? What does it cost? Six hundred dollars. Out of pocket? No, it was I mean, a, either way. A, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing insurance. I didn't mean to dismiss how high that price is by asking if it was out of pocket, but I, I was but it curious. Was, but, 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 but I, I, I wanted to make him tell me what it was. Think about that. Think of how many kids. That was just one vaccination. One shot, 600 bucks. Hmm. I mean, the kind of money, the kind of money that they're looking at. For all of these illegals, as you propose, I think that's a good theory. And I think at the same time, they'll use that as a, uh, you know, as a, as a lever of pressure to ramp up more public support for mandating all kids go through this. Right. You can't just make these immigrants take the shots. If you're just already here in America... You can't have, we can't let you have that type of freedom, you know, whether you're going to decide to have 
those shots. No, you've been commodified. And that's what's interesting because you remember in the last episode, we were listening to Ashley Horan, who is the the organizer, the the lead organizer for the Unitarians. And her whole sermon was about how evil capitalism is because it's commodified our bodies. Well, her whole sermon was about bodies. That was a pillar of it. Yeah. Uh, and here they have completely commodified. They're looking at everybody as a dollar sign for the pharmaceuticals they can pump into them. And Chelsea, she's right there to, she's like Chelsea, Rosie the Riveter Dr. with a syringe. Dr. Chelsea. She said people who are not, you know, don't know about science or she said the scientific and uh, sort of process. I think that was what she said. Scientific sort of process. Yeah. She does sound like her mom mixed with a Valley girl. Yeah. The sun. I mean, does she know anything about the scientific sort of process? She knows this this is the scientific sort of process here. (laughs) <laughs> as we make it up as we go. As we go. And you comply. I bet so you that she's... Was a, that was a positive for the week. You know, Chelsea's <laughs> coming after my kids. I'm telling you, she's Chelsea the Riveter. <laughs> with the with the syringe instead of, a, instead of a Riveter. It's funny that they're putting her out there. I don't know why they're putting her out there, right? Like, why would they put her out in front of this? But there must be some... Uh, they're reaching the next maybe, generation. They're they're getting her ready. She's going to enter politics. It must be, though, that the Karens or something relate to her, maybe, because she's about the age group now, you know, of a young mom, you know, or middle-aged mom, I guess. I guess. I how old she is. And if she's the face of it, it's better than creepy Bill Gates. There's got to be some marketing design behind it. Great, because that means there'll be a lot more of it. So, but I, like I said, I think at the end of the day, her main motivation is money, 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 money. Like how he did that? That was good. Here, let's let's just get right out of there. We'll do yeah, the, the record scratch came after the music ended, but. It's all right. Uh, We're at that moment, uh, 22 minutes in, where we get to tell you how we do this. Jeremy, we don't have any corporate sponsors, do we? Uh, Not today. No, we do not. Uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton and uh, Pfizer will not be sponsoring this broadcast. The way we do this is with citizen sponsorships. Uh, because we uh, we want to be able to tell the truth on the Truth Bay podcast, and the only way to do that is by uh, not taking corporate sponsorship and relying on our listeners, the community that we are building, and this community is growing, Jeremy. Yeah, and I have to say, I'm becoming quite pleased, uh, though it's still not enough. There was a lot of listener uh, contact this week. I agree. I, I almost I don't email. Yeah, but I. I Jeremy, I don't have, <laughs> I don't really have time to go through it and give it justice. No, yeah, I know, like, but I, I want to tell able those. To, yeah, right, but I want to tell those people that that's what we want. That's what we need. And that, we're going to that, be talking about you tomorrow. 
uh, yeah. uh, giving thanks uh, and recognition for those that have uh, been been very participatory citizen yeah, I mean, listeners, la- citizen sponsors. Last week, we closed out the week with a great segment on Unitarian Church, and that all came from Janice in Arizona. So that was excellent because that provided a whole segment. Um, and I, I got, I received some, response for that, uh, from mama bear. Oh, so we will, uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, there were a couple more people that wrote in with some, uh, tips, some stories, some things they want to talk about. So uh, that's, I, if we go there tomorrow, that's good. But I just wanted to make sure we noted that today. We've gotten your, uh, emails we want more of that that is gonna make uh this show more unique and i think better for everybody uh kind of a group group effort thank you jeremy well said and that brings us to the end of that <laughs> to add an ask for today <laughs> truth to truthbait.com truth to truthbait.com oh follow us at truthbait there mu- I, there are you know, I think a lot of our listeners have left Twitter, rejected Twitter. If you're still on Twitter and you're not following Truthbait on Twitter yet, follow Truthbait on Twitter, please. At by Truthbait. the way, by the way, uh, secret code word. Are we doing that today? <laughs> it's going to be, this one is going to, this is going to really test who the real listeners are. Since it's such a short episode, you'll you should easily be able to get the secret code word. What is that? But the secret, I, I'm not giving it out right now. Oh. But I'm saying that. You might I as well had, give it out right now because we're just about no. done, Jeremy. <laughs> See, but in the, but in the, what was the, we Here, had wait, wait. two code Did words you want to do it? You want to do the, you want to do the code word at the end of the show? Yeah. Two code words ago. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> two code words ago was $25 popcorn. Yes. The winner was Chris Law in Delavan, Wisconsin. He was the subsequent winner in the last episode when the code word was Plezzy, which is the juice. Which Michelle I hope Obama pairs well with popcorn. <laughs> we are only awarding $25 popcorn for both of those secret code words because we will not buy Plezzy. <laughs> <laughs> So Ryan from Janesville also got the $25 popcorn code word, but he got it after Chris. You have to be first. You have to be first, Ryan. So that's... uh, But thank you. Ryan McDowell in Janesville, we're going to give you an honorable mention for getting the secret code word of the $25 popcorn episode. However... We can only afford one batch of $25 popcorn as we have not started collecting any revenue from our (laughs) listeners yet. Uh, You have to be the first one to listen to the secret code word and send it in to us in order to win a prize. Sometimes that prize is just an honorable mention. <laughs> In fact, really, until we start collecting uh, <laughs> collecting cash uh, donations, that's pretty much going to be for the most part. I think the $25 popcorn, that's to celebrate the first ever uh, secret code. But what are we going to have for this week? What do you want? Uh, and really, it's, you, know, I, you know, if you don't get it... I, I'm, I, 
I I don't know what time I'm going to be able to record tomorrow, to be honest. It's my ninth wedding anniversary, and the whole day is booked. Oh. You're nice. So, that's beautiful. Well, happy anniversary, but you should start celebrating after we record. <laughs> we might have to record like really early in the morning, I guess, to make it work. Uh, we could try to do that well, since we're kind of prepared today. I mean, it could be a solo if it has to be, or we could do it. Can't do it Thursday because then right on top of Friday. This can't be the episode. Is this going to be the episode? <laughs> or we could try tonight. The secret code word is technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. Wherever did you think of that? The secret code word is technical difficulties. Well, I'm glad that it isn't a secret code word that costs us something. <laughs> <laughs> We've already delivered the prize. <laughs> you know, I, uh, it's possible that we are having issues opening a bank account. Uh, do we need to find a banker? I don't know. Uh, we may need... It's. Uh, I'm worried that... Uh, I'm worried that somebody has listened to the <laughs> listened to the podcast and is distancing. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm wondering what is taking so long. Okay. We are having also the next secret code word will be banking difficulties. <laughs> if any of our <laughs> listeners own a bank <laughs> and don't mind being associated with the truth. <laughs> Folks, we have made it on Tuesday. To the best of our ability. <laughs> uh, we hope you can laugh with us and not at us. Uh, please somebody donate back. Jeremy a new a new laptop computer. We will be back with a more complete episode. Uh, we hope tomorrow. That would be Wednesday. And then we would be back to our regular schedule. Every Tuesday and Friday to the best of our ability. And now back into the sea of clickbait with you all. <laughs>